The following program is a proud member of the Palaver family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palaver.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Happy Halloween, Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 44, and tonight I'm going to be taking you by the hand to lead you through some of New York City's most frightening haunted house attractions. Plus, I'm going to be joined by two very special guests, actress Jennifer Elliott and Scott the Seder from the Satosphere podcast. And the three of us, plus Mr. Brad, will be your guides as we walk you through the nightmare that happens when your fairy tales come to life, and not in a nice way, at the infamous Nightmare House. And then, Scott's going to sit down with me, and I'm going to tell him all about the kinky shit that goes on at the Blackout Haunted House. You, it's some dirty stuff. Like I said, don't be scared. Everything's going to be okay. I'm not going to let anything happen to you. So just take a deep breath, hold my hand, and let's go inside. Uh, that's not my hand. But I kind of like it. The Ryan Case, 1873, is an interactive murder mystery in which you are the detective. Scour the streets, catch a killer, and have yourself a grand old time. Visit www.liveintheater.com or call 212-780-4787. Happy Halloween, Screamers! How y'all doing? Hope you're keeping it spooky. So what the hell has been going on on the Scream Queen headquarters front? Well, I'll tell you. Snow. I'm dreaming of a wide Halloween just like the ones we're not supposed to have. I blame this whole Jesus ween phenomenon for this. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, in the New York area, in the West and the East Coast in general, it snowed like a motherfucker on Saturday. And it was just ridiculous. It was not just snow. It was snow. It was rain. It was freezing rain. It was sleet. It was hail. It was every suck winter weather possible there was thunder and lightning going on through the snowstorm which was incredibly rare but it was going on all day on saturday and who was working outside doing the ryan case 1873 that'd be me but we're gonna come back to that now you just heard me blame it all on jesus ween and most of you here in the u.s might know what that is but i know all you guys in the uk it might not have cursed you over there yet jesus ween is a christian alternative to Halloween, because Halloween's become much too focused on Satan and evil and sluttiness. Now, I, I understand the need for this. I, I get their point. I somewhat agree with their point. Now, maybe not the Satanism, but, you know, I could see wanting to have a little more smurfy of a Halloween for kids and stuff. But Jesus Ween? You named it Jesus Ween. You're just asking for me to mock you. What a stupid, stupid name. 
they're like, oh, there's no Jesus in Halloween. I'm like, well, that's because it's the day after, you know, All Souls Day, but whatever. Maybe not in their Bible because I know there's a million versions of it. But still, hallow part of Halloween means holy. So they took out the holy part of Halloween and put, okay, Jesus ween. But it sounds stupid. Bradford thought it was some kind of product to help you get off of Jesus if you're addicted. Do you have someone in your life with a Jesus problem? Well, try Jesus ween. Guaranteed to get you off the Lord in 10 days. I don't know. It's stupid. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Again, I, I encourage the idea. I don't mind the idea. But their suggestion is to dress in white and hand out Bibles to trick-or-treaters. Now, I don't know about you. If I went to your house and you handed me a Bible instead of a, instead of a Butterfinger or some delicious nougaty delight, your house is getting so pelted with rotten eggs and toilet paper and flaming dog shit in a paper bag, you name it, you're getting it. Probably I will also punch you in the face. Even as a child, I would have been three foot tall, I would have went home, gotten a stool, rang the doorbell again, stood on the stool, waited to open the door, and punched you in your face. It's, it's, it seems to be communities of people that are doing this. How many Bibles are you supposed to hand out? I mean, really? I know Stephen Colbert made this joke two days after I made it, but, you know, if you go around the block once and you get 35 Bibles, how are they fitting in my tiny little plastic pumpkin? I saw some woman on the, on the, on the official webpage, JesusWean.com, say, oh, yes, I already stocked up. I bought 200 Bibles to hand out. No offense, to anyone of a truly Christian background, but fuck you! Bibles! I can see little prayer cards, or maybe, I know they have religious-themed candy, but Bibles? I'm reminded of this one day. Uh, see, I used to bartend for the various Broadway theaters, and when Les Mis was running, the original Les Mis, it, uh, the, the um, Imperial Theater was my home base, where that was. And there was a special matinee where the entire building, the entire audience, had been bought out by Mormons. It was a huge, huge convention of Mormons. And so, working the concession stand, we weren't selling shit. We we're selling bottles of water because they don't drink alcohol and they don't have sugar. So, candy, soda, nothing was moving except water. So, I'm already making nothing. And I'm not happy. However, by the end of the day, by the end of the show, I must have had 25 copies of the Book of Mormon given to me as a tip. One of them, I would have accepted. But like I said before, how many copies of the same book do I need? Because now you've just pissed me off. Because now you're wasting paper and killing trees. I might have actually flipped through it had I had one copy. But I'm, I, I, what am I supposed to do with these? There's too many of them to take home. I'm throwing them out. Stupid. Whatever. 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 But I blame Jesus Ween for giving us a white Halloween. Now, as I said, I had to go perform the Ryan case on Saturday. And as many of you know, we do that outdoors. We do that on the streets of the Lower East Side. And our direct, we had winter storm warnings. You know, the mayor's on TV telling everyone to stay home. There's no need to leave your house today. Do not leave if you do not have to go. But our director's like, nope, we're doing the show. I'm thinking, are you out of your mind? Who's coming? He's like, we have 20 tickets sold. Refund them. But he didn't. So we were troopers. And we went, and I figured I'd wear my long underwear and my boots, and I'll bring a scarf and some mittens, and, and you know, I wear a big hat and a heavy coat anyway, so I figured it might not be that bad. Wrong! This was the most miserable performing experience I have ever had in my life. There is not a fucking car on the street, not a soul walking around, except this asshole hanging around an abandoned 
playground in Jack the Ripper garb. Feeling like the biggest tool ever and miserable. My immediately my boots, it sank right through my boots. My soaks, my socks were soaked. My hands were turning bright red because I had to hold an umbrella because it kept going back and forth between snow and sleeting rain. And even through the mittens, they were beet red. And at a certain point, I had to get rid of the umbrella because my hand wouldn't open. I was holding the umbrella and I couldn't get it to open to put down the umbrella. I said, this is fucked up right all up in here. This is fucked up. And... Like I said, I'm standing in a park, a public park, and I normally am in the playground part of it. And, well, because my character is a bit of a lech, and we want to give that that little hint that maybe he's got a little something for little girls. And I got to tell you, I felt like the biggest creeper, I mean, more so than usual, being in this abandoned playground with snow and just standing there in my top hat and my long coat my flask of whiskey, and I just felt like a total creeper. I kept waiting for some park worker who were all looking at me through the window. They were all in their little building, like, pointing at me. I'm just like, just, 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 just come arrest me already. Yes, I'm here to molest children. I'm here to molest children that are stupid enough to come out. Yeah, I'm out here cruising some kindergarten clunge. That was for you, Woody. Pick your jaw up off the floor. Miserable, so not worth the money, and the patrons were miserable. It was terrible. The second show for the day, we adapted, and we we know because we start in a bar, and we did the whole thing over so that we could just stay within the confines of the bar, and it worked great. Why we didn't do it the first time, I don't know. But now we, it was a learning experience because since we're going to November nineteenth, we're probably gonna need that uh, alternative plan again fairly soon. What did I write here? I'm looking at my notes for. <laughs> Okay, this even set the tone for the day. Here's another signal that I should not have gone at all. I'm trying to get to our home base, and, you know, normally it's two subway rides for me, two trains. I have to switch once. But it's the weekend, so the subway's fucked up anyway. It's always construction, so it's always, like, you know, unexpected reroutings and stuff. And on top of it, it's this horrible storm. So it took, like, seven trains for me to get to where I'm going. And at one point, I'm st- I was switching trains, and I was walking downstairs to catch my train. And there's this very old man in the middle of the stairs, looking like he's trying to go up or down. And, you know, I just, I just was like, okay, rock on, Grandpa. Take your time. You know, no hurry. He was like, oh, excuse me. I'm like, you're all right. You're all right. And so I, you know, get to the bottom, and I turn, you know, I go around the stairs, and I'm standing by the stairs still. And I'm waiting for the train, and it's not coming, and I'm waiting for the train, and it's not coming, and I'm waiting for the train, and it's not coming. And I hear this commotion directly behind me. And I turn around, and the old man has dropped his pants. So he's butt-ass naked from the waist down, and he's waggling his wiener. And when he sees me, he falls down backwards on the stairs, and all these people are like, Hey, Grandpa, Grandpa, get up, put your pants on. And I'm thinking, what was happening? Was he just jerking off to the back of my head? Was a hobo just jerking off to the back of my head? Because that's entirely possible, because a few days earlier, Bradford had taken a pen and written something on my bald spot. I don't know what he wrote, and I didn't know if it was still there, because I can't see back there. He might have drawn some naked, sexy picture or something, and <laughs> a hobo jerking off on my head. In the subway, on the worst day of my life. I should have just gone home then, but I didn't. Why? Because I'm a trooper. That wasn't me. That was Brad who just farted. <laughs> anyway. Oh, hey. Uh, voting is closed.
for the podcast awards. And I really, truly, from the bottom of my heart, want to thank every single one of you who came out and voted, even if you voted just once. And if you told friends, I am just so proud to have you guys. I don't really care what the results are. I don't think I stand a prayer next to the Feast of Fun who have hundreds and thousands of listeners. But I'm not really concerned about that. The fact that you guys turned out in droves and stood up for your, for your inner scream queen, you made me proud. And uh, I thank you, and I love you, and, and everything great like that. Oh, and if you haven't been following along on the website, I have been releasing the video from the trip to Indiana in little dribs and drabs like a cereal. Not like, not like a cereal, you know, like that you eat, but like the movie series. God, you're so stupid sometimes. I still love you, though. So I have four parts, four parts up right now, but with Halloween, I've gotten behind. And if you haven't been watching, it's pretty funny. Now, it's not just your basic vacation tour because Bradford and I are weirdos. And you get to see how weird we are in action. And there's maybe three or four parts still to come. So get on that train. You know, go on the website and check out, or go to YouTube and check out Scream Queens Goes West. That's Queens with a Z, but you know that already. What else is going on except, oh, surprise, the Kardashians. Kim Kardashian's getting a divorce already. Did anybody not see that coming? Although, I gotta say, even my betting pool, I was at least gonna give it another three months. Before the hoopla burned down. My God, they're still, this morning, they're still running Kim's fairy tale wedding on the E Network, and I just say, fuck all you. Fuck all the Kardashians. Try up. My God. Oh, so uh, this episode, we got a lot to get to just because I have two very special guests to sit down and talk to me about two of the haunted houses that I went to. Uh, I did want to include something about the steampunk haunted house this week, but unfortunately, I fucked up, but you'll find out about that later. I do want to talk about the steampunk haunted house right now because something very special happened. It was very different from last year in that last year you had to you had free reign to wander wherever you wanted in the building. This, not at all. It was very forced. It was tight corridors. But they were doing some wicked stage management. They kept breaking up groups and putting them back together and splitting this person off and that person off. But yet everybody would come back together and they get split apart again. It was incredible stage management. However, before we went in, you know, they brought us into the waiting room and they said, okay, we're going to break you up into groups of seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's one group. Now, I was there with Brad, of course, and my friends Jennifer and her friend Sonny. Who got left at, who was number eight? I should say, that'd be me. So the three of them go in together. I'm like, sons of bitches. Sons of bitches. But then I made a friend. As we're going in, a girl in my group goes, oh, my God, are you here by yourself? And I said, no, my friends just left me. And she said, so did mine. I'm like, well, I'm your friend now. She said, okay. I said, I'm Patrick. She says, I'm Tara. So Tara and I, I took her hand and I stayed with Tara as long as I could through the haunted house. They kept splitting us up, but we kept coming back together and we had wonderful magic moments. Wonderful magic moments with a total stranger and she was such a good sport and she made it an exp- she made it an even more special evening for me. So for that, Tara, if you're listening, I gave you a business card, so I hope you are. Tara, you... <laughs> Just one Scream Queen of the Week! Hooray! 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 Now, if you haven't been listening, you'll know that you win a tiara right now. Except I'm never giving it to you because every tiara is mine! You're my favorite person in the whole world right now, but no tiara for you. 
Okay, you know what? Let's just start the show already because we have a whole lot of things to talk about. We got special guests and we got fun, fun, fun till daddy takes the T-bird away. So shut up, Patrick, and let's get going. Everybody, so to kick off our Halloween extravagantial or whatever the hell I called it this year, well, what would the episode be without me visiting the local New York City haunted house attractions? So I had some friends join me for the first house, which was the Nightmare House, which I visited last year. Now, the theme this year is fairy tales. Now, here you're all rolling your eyes and said, Oh, I bet you like that, Patrick. And I say, Shut up. That's what I say to you. But, you know, these things are never fun to talk about alone. So I have some. Sp- Help from a very special guest today. And without any more, blah, 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 blah. without any furthermore tongue twisters, I can't say, Miss Jennifer Elliott! awesome that was very current the frog of you <laughs> that's my special high uh voice <laughs> yeah, like and it, was, it was high and it was high you're working at so many levels you have so many facets okay so jennifer and i know each other we were both uh students together in the two-year program at the william esper studio we had the same teacher so we saw each other at our best <laughs> yes and at our worst so that means one thing we're friends for life forever Yes. We had actually been to the Nightmare House together years ago, hadn't we? Yeah, we were, what was the theme that year? I forget. I think it was Bad Dreams. Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember what it was last year when I talked about it. Uh, like, I didn't think it was we about... have to go through some weird like, tunnel thing? I remember that. I remember like us having to get on our like, hands and knees and go through some kind of weird tunnel. Yeah, I remember that too. And there was a like, glass underneath. and there was Yeah, but I was thinking it was about nightmares, but it couldn't possibly have been called Nightmare Nightmares. 
Because oh. that would be stupid. <laughs> it was bad dreams. Anyway, the theme this year, as we said, was fairy tales. But, of course, how can I possibly discuss an event or a movie screening or anything like that with talking about the whole evening? So, we were joined by, of course, Mr. Brad and Jennifer's friend, Sonny. Sonny Buns. <laughs> Is that what you call her? Why did you tell me you call her that? Oh, no. Oh, I'm erasing that from my memory. Can I not, like... <laughs> Because <laughs> that'll come out when I'm drunk. I'll be like, hey, son of Bonds, how you doing? <laughs> Not that I'm ever drunk in your presence. But Jennifer is a terrible influence, everyone, by the way. <laughs> I am a bad influence. I'm an enabler. That's what I am. <laughs> so anyway, um, the plan was we we're going to meet up at Schiller's Liquor Bar. Oh, yeah, Schiller's, which is fabulous. Bruiser, stop. Sorry, my cat is attacking me. Oh, no, I'm not surprised because uh, cats love podcasting. Yeah, she's like... Every podcast I listen to at some point has a cat attacking the microphone at some point. You just get used to hearing people yelling, Cat, stop! Get down! So... She's climbing on me with her very painful claws. Back to the story. Yes. So the plan was... I forget the time. We were supposed to meet at Schiller's at... I don't know. We were supposed to be at the Haunted House. An hour or two before... And so me and Sonny got there, <laughs> and we were like, hey, we're, we were actually running late ourselves. Yes, well, we had you oh, be- yeah, Sorry, we're running late. Are you there? And no answer. No answer. We get there. We have, like, three drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, hmm, where are Patrick and Brad? Well, Patrick and Brad were hideously, horribly lost. <laughs> See? The subway line that we're on is often stupid. There's tons of construction on the weekends. So sometimes in order to go into the city, you have to go out from the city. In other words, going backwards to go forwards. And we did that, and we got off on the wrong stop to transfer. So then Brad's like, oh, we'll take this on the train. Then we fucked that up. And then we get to the city, and I'm like, oh, okay, yes, I know where it is. Except, however, the place had moved locations. The Last year it was someplace, I don't know, Soho. Oh, it's the same place it was the year before, isn't it? No, hold on. Just a minute. You forgot to stop. No, I didn't forget to stop. I had the wrong address and, and forgot to stop, but not the, not the point right now. In other words, then we had to take a cab, and the cab was painfully slow. And, you know, it was there were tigers that were attacking us, and there was a blizzard. No, it wasn't. But, you know, it's just. <laughs> by the time we got there, we were so not happy. I think I texted you a cocktail order. You like, get get you any like, cocktail and any kind of appetizers. You like order us any type of food. We're starving. Uh, yeah, we were starving, and I'm thinking by the time we get there, we're gonna uh, it'll be time to go. But anyway, everything worked out because of garlic tr- garlic shrimp and awesome cocktails. Yes, garlic shrimp is good. Yeah, there's garlic shrimp and it's in this incredible butter sauce, Mister. I'm thinking, oh, Mister. Brad's not gonna eat that. That'll be all mine because he doesn't eat fish. He inhaled that shit. <laughs> He inhaled that shit. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to be hungrier than I thought. Anyway, so now with a couple of cocktails in it, we go on to brave the house. And oddly, I was surprised, given previous years, that there wasn't much of a line. No, it wasn't. Yeah, the line was pretty uneventful. I'm like, was there any kind of story? Oh, there was like the bugs crawling on Mr. Brad's face. So. Oh, yes. That's going to be the featured picture. <laughs> that's the podcast. Well, maybe not the bug picture, but that one Scooby-Doo picture of oh, us. That was one of, yeah. That was fun time. We had fun times uh, taking in the lobby. in line. <laughs> hold on a second. Mr. Brad's going to plug in. Hello. Okay, hold on a second. Let me move this microphone so Mr. Brad can share it with me because we're that adorable. Aww. Yes. Aww. 
I just locked the cat up, by the way. So she, she, Great. So she's going to be thrilled. She's giving me the death glare. Of course she is. <laughs> okay. So uh, joining us late, but not last. No, I doesn't really. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Mr. Brad. So, Mr. Brad, we were just up to the part where we were arriving at the Nightmare House and there was no line. Now, granted, it was really early in the season. I think it was opening week. Wait, but didn't we get to, like, skip the line or something? I don't know. Uh, You're getting kind of soft. Did you get away from your microphone? Oh, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I don't I don't know honestly because I know the man one of the guys who run the place. Uh, John Harlicker, I used to work with him at the Jekyll and Hyde Club. And you know, I, I made sure I dropped his name and then all of a sudden we were kind of sort of cut the line but not really. Yeah, it was a weird kind of thing. It was like um he was like, "Oh, hey Patrick, I'm going to make you feel special and blah blah blah." And like you cut the line and then it it wasn't because there was no line. There was no line. So, but the, well, his, we we kind of got halfway in the middle of the line because we did have an opportunity to take all those wonderful pictures. Yes, with bugs on your face. Yeah, that was fun times. Okay, so we get to the front of the house, and this this girl comes out in like I don't know, like this kind of nightmare freak ass Heidi costume. You know, very German, very dirndly. Oh yeah, and the weird weird half mask thing. Yeah, all most of the fairy tale characters are wearing these weird half masks that well, we'll come back to that. But um we were told to take a hold of Rapunzel's hair. Which Oh is, yeah, and then they uh put blindfolds on us. I forgot about that. We were blindfolded and told to hold on to the hair. Which is gross. So now we're we're, we're just walking along in the dark, following what's essentially a rope. Yeah. But it was a good, you know, three, four minutes of, you know, dry humping. Oh, the person yeah. in front of and behind you in a line. Yeah. Because you couldn't see and the person in front of you would stop and then you'd bump into them. And the other person would bump into you. So you're doing the little booty bump all up and down the way. That was fun. That was exciting. That was exciting. That was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, we missed something that I found particularly fun and exciting, which was the little survey they passed out. Oh, yeah. I forgot oh, about that. Yeah. It had three specific questions. <laughs> One was, what are you most afraid of? What was it? What were the other two? <laughs> I don't know. Can, can, is it okay to touch you? Oh, yeah. The third one was, what are you not afraid of oh, yeah. that most people are? Oh, right, 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 you right, right. great memory. I was like, I have no idea what I have no idea were. either. I, I... <laughs> so, well, of course I decided I was not going to put anything I was really afraid of. Oh, you'd be out of your because mind. Because it might come yeah. back to haunt you uh, right. later in the house. So, of course, I put down really simple things like um, I was afraid of germs. I'm not afraid of needles. And uh, could people touch me? Sure, if they want to have sex. <laughs> yes, you did write that. I remember that. <laughs> Bradford! <Thing>. Wow. <laughs> so they collected the forms before we went in. And uh, they really should have had a fourth question on there. Hey, Jennifer, would you mind taking your clothes off later on in the house? But that's, <laughs> that, that's coming later. <laughs> Shh. That's a secret for later. Okay. <laughs> You're not supposed to reveal that part yet. <laughs> now, to be perfectly honest, a lot of the house is kind of a blur, and not just from memory, because it just was a lot of walking. Yeah, through. I don't remember. So I, one distinct part that I remember 
there because I'm like slightly disappointed about this part. So we went into the room with the uh, the guy that put the girl in the chair, remember, and they turned her around. Uh, what yeah. was that? That was the uh, Rumpelstiltskin part? No, no, Rumpelstiltskin oh, yeah. later. What was that part? What was? I don't know what that was supposed to be. It was it was some sort of uh, a fairy tale, but um, the <laughs> really goal was <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. But the goal was to to sort people. Oh right, what what fairy tale is that? I don't know. Well, it was I, really stupid. So see, the, I'm trying not to make a judgment call yet. No, one of the problems that I had with the house and that I've had with this house in the past is that they do. There's so much noise bleed from the other rooms and the soundtrack. The actors are always doing like some one-on-one -on -one thing with like one person. They're telling them something and nobody else in the group can hear it. So whoever that girl was who got put on the chair and spun behind the walls to face her darkest fear, which what it was, I don't know, because we didn't hear anything. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Yeah. Well, anyway, my issue with that is the, the so the guy like asked me what my name was. Yeah. I don't know if you heard. Were you, did I did. You that part? Yeah. yeah. At the end, yes. Yeah, yeah. He asked me what my name was. He was like, I'll be coming for you later. And then he never did. And I oh. was like waiting for the moment someone was going to like. Isn't that just like a man? Yeah. I'll call you later. <laughs> exactly. No, I remember, I remember it opening. This is when I got really worried is that when it was that Hansel and Gretel scene. Yeah. And they had the witch on the rotisserie, for want of a better word. But it was like, it was weird. It was like, it wasn't like a dummy even. It was like a dice with faces painted on it. Oh, Yeah. And it was really lame fire. It was lame I mean, fire. You know what, what was the best moment, though? What was really good? The uh, the Red Riding Hood thing, the wolf. That the wolf. Um, yeah, for listeners, all of a sudden in this house, they kind of sort of looked like a – I talked to John after. He said he was trying to make it feel like a, a pop-up book come to life and gone really, really wrong. And, you know, it, it was hit and miss. But in the middle of this, like the people with half masks that kind of worked and kind of didn't and – things you can't hear, we turn a corner in the woods and all of a sudden there's this woman who's, you know, head to, you know, covered completely in black, but still obviously visible. And she's got this mechanical wolf that was working on a crank. So it was almost like she was, it was almost steampunk in its own right. Mm -hmm. She was like writing and both part of this mechanical wolf and it stopped me dead in my tracks. Cool. And like where she was positioned, you're like coming around this corner and all of a sudden there's this big like wolf. At yeah, and when she turned the like, when she turned the crank, it not howled exactly, but just made this mechanical whine that was very disturbing. That was very cool. Oh, uh, and, and then I thought the little puppet show was cool. The puppet show. Well, it was the little puppets that oh, was... Oh, the little puppet story. It was cool, but it was hard to hear. At the, like, you had to get really... Oh, yeah. Again, I forgot. Yeah, it was cool. But again, the problem was place. You can't hear anything. Okay, so that's the first half of the house. It just... It was not... Okay, I'm putting on my objective hat. Now, I know John <laughs> and I know Timothy Haskell, who, who run this house. They are known for the shock and the gore and over-the-top stuff. And they deliberately tried to do something different. You see, they're trying to go for something more eerie... Than scary, so they were working out of their comfort zone, and but I think like I it was just a little too one-dimensional. Like I, I, I get the pop-up house thing, yeah. but it was a little too like I don't know. It was just like every room was kind of the same. Like they yeah. had different. I it was like a different theme, but it was the same. You know what I mean? I know. And there wasn't much pop-up. Well, I could see the pop-up. You could either take it as being a pop-up book, or it's a really cheap set. You know, just flats. Yeah. And, you know, had there been some indication that you're in a pop-up book. However, there was a dildo table to the wall. 
What? I forget what room we were going through. I, I waved it in Brad's face. But it was a there was a green <laughs> goblin painted on the wall, but there was a big long penis tube stuffed thing flapping off of the wall, and I was like, "Look, Brad, it's a dildo!" And I was hitting with it. <laughs> I missed. I the think dildo. that was when we were coming out because we. I think we both yelled it at the douchemen. No, it was still in the house. Oh right, okay. it was still in the house because the girls downstairs. already gone through. Yeah, still downstairs. downstairs. Okay. Yeah, but uh, so. This was not great. And uh, granted, like I said, it was early in the season, and we talked to John afterwards about what some of the problems were. Right. And he and, was receptive, and he, like, listened. And he knew a lot of the problems, too. So, I mean, there's right. a chance he that they fixed yeah. it. But when we saw it early on in the season, it was not great. But, however, there's a second portion of the house called The Experiment. <laughs> Can we talk about So we're going up, like, this stairway, mm-hmm. and they're like, Telling us to stop. They won't let us go in. And then this, this other guy comes in and he's like, why aren't you guys going? And they're like, they told us to stop. And, but we could see what was like going on. And there's all these like naked boys. Up yes, there. yes, there was. <laughs> and I'm not talking like, and she's not talking actors in the house, like patrons were taking their clothes off. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, hmm, why are they taking their clothes off? <laughs> well, <laughs> we still don't know why they're taking their clothes off. So anyways, we finally get to that point. And uh, <laughs> the guys, uh, oh, he does this little spiel about how this is not associated with the haunted house. And this is like they're doing an experiment on fear, blah, blah, blah. Science! And, uh, science! Yeah. yeah and so they, they, they ask for volunteers. They're like, uh, who, who is not, uh, what, what was it going Who is not afraid of anything? Or Yes, I think that's what. Who, who has no fear? Who's... Who had no inhibition? Inhibitions. That's oh, what that's what it was. I was like, what's the word? And of course, I will always volunteer for anything. <laughs> so I volunteer. Remember that, everyone. Jennifer volunteers <laughs> for anything. I will volunteer for anything. So I, of course, ended up having to take my clothes off. <laughs> Which she did without a problem. She's like, whoop, then they're gone. So she's in her bra panties. So that was, you know, whatever. So I was And like, I heard Suzanne in my head. Suzanne was our acting coach. She'd be like, you would jump at this opportunity. I would have been the first to the line to take off my clothes. <laughs> and I should have when I was an Esper, if someone had asked me to take my clothes off, I would have jumped at the chance. But anyway, I chose not to because I had a see I had not a good feeling about this. So anyways, I take my clothes off and so I have no problem being naked. My problem is so I was expecting something to happen with it. I was expecting them to like do something or something. <laughs> does that sound really bad? It does sound really bad, but you're absolutely right. But so the thing is, now we have we're still waiting online to go into whatever the exhibition is. So all these people are standing around in their underwear, like do 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 do. Nice weather out today, isn't it? Do 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 do. Gen world. La la la. But, and Patrick and I are looking at each other, going. Uh, this is our friend Jennifer. Um, we're not supposed to see that. Maybe we'll look at the ceiling. Let's look at the ceiling. Let's look at the floor. You, you know, they're standing like, next to me and like, I'm like, hey, Sonny, how's it going? Let's talk to Sonny. <laughs> I can't look at Jennifer right now. But anyway, it's time to go into the big room. But before you do, you get to go through my favorite part. They seem to have this thing every year in different parts of the house. But I call it, for one of a less gross term, the birth canal. Oh, yeah. That was the tunnel from last year. It was yeah. like, or not last year, but the year that we went. They use it every they, year. Yeah. It, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a It's like their thing. It's like a bouncy castle, but it's not. But it's like it's like this inflatable tube thing that you have to walk through, but 
it's overinflated, so you really have to push your way through it in a twist and a turn, so you feel like you're moving through some kind of yeah. And you're literally like like following behind the night. It's a little. It's like it's it's like the haunted house starts with bump and grind and ends with bump and grind. You're yeah. a little bit doing some dry humping again. Yeah, and I'm like naked. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're naked. Oh, and that's right. They like they have to sanitize that whole thing. <laughs> anyway, not for you. Not for you. So anyway, we get inside, and it's this, you know, Thanks. auditorium. And yeah, Jennifer's perfectly fine walking through some diseased, disgusting place. Because <laughs> your nose is pushing through with your face, so your snot and your eye juice and your saliva is probably I getting did, all over it. I did you didn't catch anything. It was three weeks ago. So clear. My underwear is still on. Yes, it was clear. <laughs> They'll all forget that part repeatedly anyway, but your underwear was indeed still on. Is so when we get in there, we have to sit in a semicircle in these chairs, and they come out and they do this experiment, which I oh, but don't forget the 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 guys that were sitting in front of us. Yeah, we have these like seventeen year old boys all in their underpants, and was- I didn't know a seventeen year old's back could be that hairy. <laughs> very skinny, very hairy kid. I'm like, right on, rock on with your back hair. I have no problem with back hair. I just was surprised to see it in someone so young. One kid was not like the others. No, 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 no. So they start the experiment. And they, I hated this part. They just brought people up. They used this, They picked the same hot girls. They got picked for everything the whole way through, and they did things to kind of scare them. They want they one girl. They just went. I don't know what happened. It was stupid, and they just threw poop at us at the end. Well, there was the roach in mouth. Well, it's just kind of like lame. Again, it's like they they. It's just like they just didn't. I mean, I understand that they can't go like really far with something, but it's like I, it's just like no follow through. You know what I mean? There's no script either. It was like okay, and now we're gonna do this. Ta-da. It's like kind of lame. It's like all this build up for nothing. And you're sitting in your underpants wondering why I'm in my underpants. Exactly. I'm like, okay, I'm naked. When when is when are they going to like do something with it? You know what I mean? I thought they were going to like do something, but oh, Hello, know. ladies and gentlemen. Jennifer is an incredibly beautiful girl. <laughs> you have an incredibly beautiful girl in her underpants wanting to be used for being in her underpants, wanting to make be made an example of for being in her underpants, and it doesn't happen. This is what's wrong with the world. So, so for for next year, Jennifer, what exactly would one do <laughs> to someone in their underwear? Well, I'm naked what, in my underwear. I don't what, know. What type of fantasy are you having here? <laughs> well, we talked to John afterwards because after we got out, there's a bar there, you know, in the house. So we waited at the bar for him to come out and had more drinks. And um, <laughs> when he came out, one of the things that we did say was that the experiment didn't build to anything. And the fact that you had everybody take their clothes off and then not use it just was embarrassing know. for them. I mean, but you even suggested just do something with us. Like have us get up and I don't know, do jumping jacks. Oh, maybe not jumping yeah, jacks, but like just something, something silly. Yeah. Cause, just cause it's like, okay, I got, I, I got in my underwear. Like why? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, I thought they missed an opportunity when they had uh, the first girl come up and face everyone and started asking her questions. Meanwhile, the TV cameras behind her started oh, flashing God. these images. I forgot about that. That was revolting. Which, which, oh, had they, yeah. which had they played it correctly would have been great because you would have been sitting there making all of these faces at the girl. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it was pictures like people like close-ups of eye surgery and all, all like fish gutting and stuff like that. And had, yeah, you're right. Had it been, they were just asking your normal questions like, "What's your favorite color?" Right. How well, everybody would go. Oh, oh my god! She'd be wondering what's going on behind me. What are you doing to me? But then it, it didn't work. But it's like I feel like in order for that to work, it had they should have 
like shown like normal images of things like puppies and kittens and like a field and then all of a sudden like the inside of someone's eyeball you know yeah. what I mean? yeah, would be, yeah that would be- like just because like when we go in you're like desensitized to it you know what i mean like yeah. it, there's all these like gross images and you get used to it so you're not like shocked yeah. when yeah, this girl is up i also told john the house should have been the other way around had it started with the experiment it would have built up to the house better but after walking through the house and then getting this thing that literally ended with them saying, okay, and now we're going to throw feces at you. Yeah. And they shut out the light and hit us with wet sponges. Which is funny because the last time Jennifer was at this house, she got peed on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yes, there was somebody on the roof, uh, on, on a ledge like, ah, I'm peeing on you. And yeah, they have like an obsession with like excrement, I think. And, uh... Or, or maybe just you in excrement. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's just me. It's me being naked. So, yeah, so that was pretty much the Nightmare House. It was not great. I mean, I, I wish I could say better, but I can't. Oh, did you want to talk about for just two seconds the plant? The plant. What plant? The, the guy that came in and sat down. Oh, yeah. Some guy came in just as the experiment was starting, and he was dressed like a Goomba. And he comes in, he's like, hey, what's going on? Where am I supposed to sit? Where's the haunted house at? And I'm going, plant. This guy's a plant. He's going to feature into it. And he kept turning around to people. Like, before I said, like, what the hell is going on? What the fuck is this? What the fuck is going on? I just want to go home. What the hell is this crap? And he was making such a why scene. Why is everyone naked? Why, is, why do they have no clothes on? What's going on in here? Hey, Vinny, could you make me some pasta? Uh, but <laughs> he's making such a scene that I said, this guy is such a plant. And then at the end of it, he wasn't a plant. He was just some goomba off the street. Right. He yeah, actually but, but was. You and I, you and I, in our classic way, started going douchebag, plant, douchebag, douche plant. <laughs> so I'm surprised we didn't get our ass kicked, but we didn't. So we were able to go get, we were able to go to the wine bar and have more cocktails, more drinks. Yes, we had but drinks was, and quiche. It was so disappointing because they had a, a food menu up on the wall and it was very tempting, but their kitchen was closed. I know. So we had to go get quiche. We didn't get quiche. Not quiche. I'm sorry. We had quiche, <laughs> which I had never had before. You said quiche, and I was like, quiche? What are we I don't know, that French thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. The crepes were good. It's all fondue to me. Yeah. But and I just had good. to say, like, by the end of the night, you girls had me shit-faced. <laughs> That's, you can always count on us. Shit-faced on a Sunday <laughs> night on the day of the Lord. <laughs> I'm like, Patrick, don't you want another drink? <laughs> don't you want another drink? Oh, sure. Well, and let's go to the wine bar after oh, we God. go to the oh, place. God. And let's find the two girls that are sitting oh, in no. the corner, oh, one oh, squatting <laughs> and having her butt fall out of her. Yeah. Her right. outfit. And the other girl pleading and begging with the two guys to look at her. Yeah. Both attractive. And these two little horny... College guys going, I think we're going to get some because these girls are really sweet. No, 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 no. It wasn't the girls. It was girl. There was one girl that both of them wanted. Okay. There was Miss Orange and Miss Blue. And two guys were both after Miss Orange. <laughs> Whereas Miss Blue was off on the side like, ha, ah, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And they weren't. And they weren't. But, of course, uh, Brad pointed out, he noticed it and he goes, look over there. Look at those two over there. Look how they're fighting over that girl. And me and my drunkenness look over and go, Who? The girl in the slutty orange dress? 
Because <laughs> I get loud when I have cocktails. <laughs> That's usually me, though. When someone's like, look, it's just like, look over there, but don't look, don't make it look like you're looking. I'm like, where? Where is it? I don't see it. No, but we're well, you and Sonny both were doing that at the same time that Patrick was going, where? The slutty girl in the orange dress? And me and Sonny are like, where? I don't see her. And then I'm fascinated for the for the rest of the time. I look at it. It's a total power play move. The one in blue is the, I mean, the one in the orange is the prize. The other one is the, the booby prize. The guys are kind of fighting it out for who's going to take home the orange. Maybe they'll both take her home. The loser's going to take home the one in blue. This is a fascinating mating dance. <laughs> I can see her underpants. <laughs> She but of course, underpants. Yeah, they were, they were in her panties. Her. They were in her purse. I mean, they were hanging out of her purse. There were no underpanties on. <laughs> I'm so confused. That's okay, sweetie. <laughs> but you know what? What I did, I do know there is another nightmare house. They have a, a zombie themed house in the Bronx, which sounds cool, but I'm not going to the Bronx. Oh, wait. I saw that. I saw that on that thing that I was like, what, I think I'm like on their newsletter or something. Yeah. And I got, yeah, I'm not going to the Bronx. I'm not going to the Bronx. Mm, no. 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 Okay, that much said. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Jennifer. We'll be back in a little bit. We're going to talk about the Steampunk Haunted House. Ooh. Oh, God. There's a big, dark house near here. A very large, derelict house. It's known locally as Hangman's Folly. This old mansion... But that's what it really is. It's built on a hill. A strange and barren hill. A place where birds don't sing and animals won't go. Horses shy and dogs run with hackles raised in fright. Nothing much grows there anymore. It is a dank and desolate place where nobody stays for long. They say it's haunted. But we don't believe in such nonsense. Do we? Only the foolhardy would venture there at night. Mind the cobwebs. Stay close together. For this is the edge of darkness. The point of no return. <laughs> Like elves and fairies in a ring And by the pricking of my thumbs When something wicked this way comes And it was a time, a very special time And the darkness fulfilled the earth And the earth was conquered by violence And blood turns the streets And it was a day, a very special day Halloween day and there was something, something wicked coming this way And the human kind did not know nothing about it So take it by threat to many people know This day, and all the day when blood just murder us Come on, kick them to
of the rhythm and the beats were tight The full moon was rising, I ain't got no sleep It's Halloween, y'all, so come on, let's creep, creep October 31st, you might end up in the hearse Skeletons by the ton, something wicked this way comes Frankenstein, I drop a line of rhyme, a time to read your palm This is the bomb, feel the pain, retain your name, that's the same When you feel the knife through your frame Okay, so it's time to talk about the steampunk haunted house. Except, I realized after talking with Miss Jennifer Elliott and Mr. Brad for a good half hour, having a great comedic and intelligent discussion of the wonders and horrors within, that I forgot to hit the record button. Yeah, I suck. So... Just because Halloween is rapidly approaching and I gotta get something out to you guys soon, and we might be a little haunted house heavy this week, I decided to put off the review of the steampunk haunted house until next week, until we could sit down and talk about it again like normal human beings. Actually, it's just as well because actually our, the description that we the discussion we had was a bit scattered and maybe not as focused as it could have been. And it might have been hard to follow. So, you know, now I'll have some time to do some prep work and get everything in line so it's all smooth and ready to land softly in your eardrums. So now what are we going to do? Well, I was planning on reviewing the Blackout Haunted House next week. So instead, I'm going to move it up to this week. How about them apples? Ha ha ha! Now, as many of you may remember from last year, the Hot House... Not the hot house, but the, the big attraction that I went to last year was the Vortex Haunted House. Everybody was really fascinated by it and couldn't get enough of the stories of it. That was the one where it's pitch black and you have to walk through by yourself. You sign a waiver and incredibly intense psychosexual stuff ensued with lots of nudity and disturbing things. So, of course I had to go back this year, except this year it's called the Blackout Haunted House. Why the name change? I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Um, but you know, it's no fun to talk about these things by myself because last year I had my friend supermodel Kristen Quinn with me and, um, Mr. Brad, this is not his cup of tea. He came and was moral support, but he didn't go through the house and, uh, he's in the tub right now, suds in and up. So who am I going to call on? I know. Why don't I invite over? Well, you know what? Let me just give him a proper introduction. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. May I introduce Scott, the Satyr? I got rhythm, I got music, I got my man who could ask for anything more. I got Hello, how you doing, baby? Mom? No, it's you not You sound like mother. my mom again. <laughs> no, not your mother. Yes, Unless your mother has a very large penis. You've met. <laughs> Hush now. Anyway, uh, Scott is from the Seder Sphere. Uh, why don't you everybody? Blah, 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 why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your show? Well, I have what is called a personal journal podcast, where I talk about uh, the loves of my life, which is mainly hockey and theater, because I'm an actor here on the left coast. And I talk about role playing games, because I'm a big gamer geek. And I talk a lot about my my dick, which is nicknamed the Impaler. Yeah, well, I, see, I love your show, Scott. I loved it on Contact. It's so warm. It's like a big hug, and you talk about so many random things. Not random, but there's something for everybody. And it's all kind of cute and cuddly, and then all of a sudden, there's your dick. 
There's the dick. And the first time, I literally clutched the pearls. I was like, oh, my God. It was like Mr. Rogers whipping out his noodle and waving it at Laney Lane or something. <laughs> Putting it right on the magic trolley. <laughs> it was the magic trolley. <laughs> so I And I also do a little... Oh, sorry? I do a little thing I call the mystery musical, where I highlight a song from a musical and invite my listeners to try to guess what it is. And you, I think, are 20 for 20. Mm, yep, I don't call it if I don't know. Oh, <laughs> look at you. I don't call it if I don't know. I know, and I'm so far behind. I lost my iPod on the subway, so my hearing my, my beloved shows has just gone out the window. So, <sighs> over at Occupy Wall Street has it. What? Some hippie over at Occupy Wall Street has your iPod. I would at least be okay with that because, you know, I figure I have found a lot of random things in the subway. I found, you know, cameras and various MP3 players and suitcases. I always bring them to the – I always turn them back in. I figured the good karma gods would – no, fuck, no, uh-uh. Fucking bastards. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, the hot house, haunted house, yeah. is this one with the exploding vagina? No, that was the Nightmare Haunted House. Okay. This had vagina, but it did not explode. It it rubbed all over me and stuff. Did it have exploding penis? That'd be hot. Oh, somebody wiped their penis off on my shoe. Oh, sexy. Not really. Oh, not at the time. That was really... <laughs> um, okay, so I set myself up for disaster going into this because I had sent emails out to several of the haunted houses that I was going to visit this year to let them know that I was coming. And um, particularly the steampunk haunted house, which I talked about with Jennifer earlier today, and this blackout haunted house, because these are the two standouts. And I sent them basically the same thing on Facebook, saying, hey, I really loved your house last year, and I'm looking forward to coming this year, yarda, yarda, yarda. Except on the steampunk haunted house, I told them that they were my favorite house, whereas the blackout haunted house, I told them that my listeners were fascinated by it and couldn't get enough. And the stories are still going on about what happened at their house. And they wrote back and said, thanks, Patrick. But we saw what you wrote to the steampunk haunted house people. <laughs> They're your favorite. Hmm? Tell you what, when you come, why don't you introduce yourself to the person at the front desk? Let them know you're here and we'll make your stay extra special. Oh, no. Yeah, so I opened the door for brutality. So what so, happened? Well, the thing is, like I said, Mr. Brad came with me, and we had stopped off for cocktails first, you know, to, you know, get my my what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, to get my uh, metal up. Liquid courage. Yes, this year in this new space that they were in, there there's a little lobby area because it is just a, it's in a theater building, um, and in the lobby area there was no seating for him because last year he was able to wait and watch everybody come out and take pictures of them when they're being flung out on their face. And now they sit in the corner and go, uh, 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 for 20 minutes afterwards. But there was no place for him to sit, so he said, I'm going back to the bar. Oh. Yeah. So I was waiting online by myself. And I introduced myself to the people, and they're like, oh, <laughs> we heard about you. We'll be sure to tell everyone inside. I'm like, Thanks. Thank you. And, but as I'm waiting online, it started to sink in. I'm going through by myself this year, for real. Because last year, like I said, I had Kristen with me. And even though we didn't go in together, she was behind me. And I was thinking the whole time, oh, my God, what are they doing to her? Oh, my God, this isn't what we were expecting at all. I was expecting ghosties and ghoulies not walking into some kind of psychopathic, perverted, drug addict lair wow. that I have to submit myself to. 
So I was very concerned about her because she's very ladylike and elegant and was wearing bitch boots that she could have stomped me in. But anyway, she got through fine. But this year, I didn't have that backup. And it started eating me. I'm like, fuck, I, I don't have anybody to talk to. This is really bad. I, t- I took some video that didn't come out very well. But it's finally time for me to go in. Last year, they had a stand in this room with strobes. Just stand still. And we must I must have been in there for 10 minutes before they put me through the house. And the effect that happened there was you really couldn't see anything. And what you could see was spots. And the spots were moving and it was very disorienting. But they didn't have that this year. So it was a very short house. After I got the check... You know, somebody stops you in the dark and shines a, shines a flashlight right in your face. See, are you ready for this? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you now or have you ever had seizures of any kind? No. Are you sure you're ready for this? I'm actually shining a flashlight in my eyes right okay, now. Good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, and, I'm ready. And I got the yeah out of my mouth. And suddenly, there's plastic over my face. Someone's got a sheet of plastic wrapped around my head, and I'm being flung around by my head into the darkness, and I can't breathe. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, so it starts over the bang. And I'm left, <laughs> left strewn on the floor in the dark, because whoever it was left. And so I have to get up and feel around where I need to go. And I'm like, okay, I think I go this way. Because they have a few lights to sort of guide you, they're very dim. You're like, okay, I think walk towards the light, Carolyn. Walk towards the light. And I get pounced on again. And somebody just takes me from behind and pushes me up against this brick wall. Just, Sounds like a good time to me. This is my problem with the house in general. He's got, it's not a problem exactly, but uh, he's got me pressed up against the wall. He's like, you just look at those fucking bricks. Faggot. Oh my. Just, yeah. <laughs> you just look at those goddamn bricks and don't you dare turn around. I'll break your goddamn neck. And so I'm just looking, and I'm hearing moving stuff around. I'm hearing clanking, rattling. I'm hearing like that sound that you hear in Scream movies when the knife comes out of the leather sheath. Uh-huh. The sound that knives never actually make in reality. But I'm hearing all these noises, and then all of a sudden, he's just pressed up right against me. I'm just feeling his breath on the back of my neck. And I'm going, hmm. <laughs> I'm not scared. <laughs> I'm getting a bit of a boner. <laughs> well, the thing last year with the with the house was that it did walk this fine line between perverse and erotic. Like some stuff you're like, this is terrifying, and yet I'm kind of turned on. But I don't <laughs> want to admit being turned on. But, you know, I'm not ashamed to admit. I used to dabble in leather back in the day. You have both sides of it, a little bit of S, a little bit of M. Oh, so, yeah, baby. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we all grow. We go through our learning process. We have to try every color of the rainbow before we figure out which one's ours. And so he's breathing on the back of my neck. I'm like, oh, swoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, then all of a sudden I get another bag on my head. Now it's a wet canvas bag. Oh, gross. Yeah. And he forces me to the ground. And he's got, he's like, change behind your back, change behind your back. He's stomping around me. He tells me to bark like a dog. Yeah, it's a Saturday night for me. Mm-hmm. He told me to bark louder. So I barked louder, and he goes, come on, I want you to do it again for my friend. And I'm thinking, who the fuck else is in here? Now I got weirded out. <laughs> How many people are in here? Is his name Bubba? I don't know. But before I can answer, I guess they had water balloons. Because I got pelted in the face with a water balloon. Wow. The problem was it hit me square in the eye. Of course it did. It fucking hurt. So, you know, they, you're not allowed to talk in here. 
There's one of the rules. You're not allowed to touch anybody. You're not allowed to talk. If anybody asks you to do something, do it. You have to do it or you'll be asked to leave. It's usually for your safety. Or you just. So if they ask you to bark like a dog, are you supposed to bark if you can't talk? You do what you're told. Okay. Yes. Um, but you, know, you can't start because I know some people will be like, oh my God, who are you? No, 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 no. no. Submit. You didn't need a. You didn't tell me I was going to need my bottle of personal lubricant for this uh, haunted house story. Oh, it gets better. Oh. You'll, you'll, whatever, whatever, whatever the impaler is doing is going to change in about five minutes. Oh, but it hit me with the water bottle, and it really fucking hurt. And I screamed out, "Oh fuck, fuck my eye!" And I could. It was the pain was incredible, and I'm now doubled up on the ground. And all of a sudden, the guys, guys, hands on my shoulder, say, "Are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay?" And you know, it was just. I took a couple of deep breaths. I got up. The pain started to fade. He goes, is your eye okay? I said, yeah. He goes, get the fuck out. He threw me. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled the bag off my head. And now I'm walking through another corridor. And somebody now guides me. You know, grabs me by the back, by the back, by the back of my shirt. And I think I have a yeah, – I have a hand – hands me a flashlight. And, you know, I start looking around the room. And there's a, there's a single chair in the room. And he makes me sit. And he, he puts some kind of goggles over my eyes. They weren't blinders, but they made everything blurry. Oh, bizarre. But very, very strange. And he said, you just, hold that, you just hold that flashlight directly in front of you and don't move it. So I sat there in the dark. A minute goes by. Two minutes go by. This is where your mind starts playing games with you. Mm, yeah, yeah. Three minutes go by. And now I start to hear rustling. In the far corner, this is a long room, and I see that there's, there's somebody moving over there, but I can't make them out because of the glasses. And I see now a figure starts to emerge, and I see long flowing hair, and like like a nightgown sort of a thing, like a, like a short hospital dress, perhaps, or a camisole, perhaps. I can't really tell, and no face, and she's getting closer. Walking very slowly, very, very deliberately. And then he got about three feet away, and I was like, penis. <laughs> okay, that's a naked man. And now I have this little southern southern voice in front of me. He's running his hands through my hair. He's like, ah, you're pretty. What's your name? Mm, I like you. Are you scared? And again, I'm like, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what happened after that, but eventually it was time for me to move on. He's just, as I was leaving, he's just like, bye, baby. Oh, I'm going to miss you. So every size queen wants to know, was he big? I don't know. Oh, it was blurry, blurry goggles. It was blurry and it was dark. And literally I saw a penis and then it moved into shadow and then there was penis again in the shadow. It was enough for me to know that it was there. I'm like, okay, this is, this is weird. And I had to go down some stairs and I walked into a room. And there's a, it's, again, stark room, nothing in it but a TV and a folding chair. Actually, three folding chairs. And a girl in a hospital gown this time. Are they going to make you watch the Playboy Club? No. Oh, yeah. That's Terrifying. A, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was that show? Cop Rock. It was Cop Rock. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, I should make fun of that. My friend Ann Bobby was on that show, and she's a beautiful I'm woman. I'm so sorry for her. I know. She's just, I only realized it recently, and she was very embarrassed. I'm like, but she was in, what's the other thing? Uh, the uh, Clive Barker movie. Oh, that one. Yeah. 
Clive Barker movie with the cemetery. Yeah. That one. I can't think of the name of it. I'm, ter- I'm sorry, Ann Bobby, but she's great. She make, she handcuffs me to the chair, you know, around my back and handcuffs me to the chair. And on the TV are images of – I didn't have my glasses on, so I really couldn't tell what it was. But it looked like somebody gutting an animal. Nice. Yeah, you know, you're cleaning a kill yeah. or something. And – and she she sits on me, but from behind. So like her legs are wrapped around me, and her arms are wrapped around my shoulders, and she's just <laughs> up the back of my neck, salty. Ah, <laughs> oh, poor baby, <laughs> poor baby. And she's licking you. She's licking the back of my neck. Brave, brave and, and running, just like running her hands all over my body and everything. And I can't do a thing. But I guess she got bored of me because it was time for me to go to the next room. No, actually, no. No, no, this is the same girl. She led me to another room. And, you know, this one had a bare swinging light bulb in it, which is a never good sign. Now, I'm still handcuffed. Oh, to the chair? No, not to the chair. She uncuffed me. Now I'm just hug, uh, handcuffed to my wrist. She made me sit in the chair. And she's standing behind me. And she put something in my hand. And she goes, do you feel that? Yeah. She says, pull the string. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. And I said, really? She goes, pull the fucking string. So I pulled the string. She took what was out of my hand, out of my hand. I mean, it was in my hand, out of my hand, and shoved it in my mouth. It told me to suck. It was her tampon. Yeah, there goes the impaler. Jeez, I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there going, and it was probably it was wet, and it was probably just water. But in my mind, I'm going, "This is flavored. This is like beef. <laughs> I'm sucking a beefy tampon. Oh, I paid twenty dollars to suck a beefy tampon. <laughs> I'm trying not to puke here. Oh God. <laughs> but fortunately, I didn't believe for a second that it was like an actual tampon that had actually been inside someone's vagina because. I might have been imagining a taste, but I did not taste either sour milk or pennies. <laughs> Somebody let me out. See, the thing is, this is all kind of a blur. Oh, God. <laughs> and then she just left, so I'm left holding the tampon. I'm like, oh, oh God. I guess I got a souvenir. So I went walking along, and I really don't remember what much. Oh, what much else happened after this? Well, I had to go crawling through a tunnel in the dark. And. At some point, somebody came up behind me and was like, hi. It was a naked black man who was like, hi. At that point, I was out. I'm like, hi, bye. Because this was my favorite part from last year, Scott. Because I'm crawling through this tunnel. Uh-huh. On my hands and knees, there's a red light that I'm crawling towards. And then suddenly, I am pinned to the ground. Ooh. Somebody's on top of me. Ooh. And then there's this husky voice in my ear with a Cockney accent, which I'm not going to do. He's like, hi. What's your name? And I'm like, I'm not supposed to talk about Patrick. He says, oh, I like that name. And, I'm, and he's like, I'm trying to crawl away, but he's pushing along with me. So he's traveling along as I'm crawling, which is leading to some dry humping. And he goes, you're a good little faggot, aren't you, Patrick? <gasps> you came in here for this, didn't you? And so let me ask you, Patrick. Are you turned on right now? 
or are you scared? And I'm like, a little both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when he started calling me a faggot. He's like, oh, little faggot boy, that's good. I like little faggot boys. Well, you got to make a decision, Patrick. Are you going to crawl away? Or do you want to stay and play? And I was like, this is so hot, I can't make this decision right now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, of course, I'm thinking Kristen is going to hate me. <laughs> She's but that was last year. This year, I got through the whole tunnel and nothing happened. I guess the guy missed me. There was a choice of what to be had in the tunnel this year to go left or go right. And I went left, and uh -huh. I guess I was supposed to go whatever. But I, at the end, I'm coming to the end because nothing else really stood out except at the very, very end. I walk into a corridor. The door slams behind me. And this is pitch black, and I'm walking, feeling along the walls, and I'm realizing there's no way out. Like, okay, so there's somebody in here with me. And there was. Um, butt naked man, who then flung open a door that led into a, uh, a restroom with, with a stall. And he's like, get out of the way, get out of the way, get out of the way, get out of the way. He gets in the stall, closes the door to the stall, and I just hear, oh, oh. Oh, splash, splash, splash. Oh, I'm like, oh, he's taking a dump. This is nice. This is nice. This is not what I signed up for. And then the door opens, and it's my boss from the murder mystery show that I'm working on. What? Yes, my boss, my producer, director from the murder mystery show that I'm doing is working at the haunted house. So he's so standing it, there, butt ass naked. Oh, it is the butt ass naked guy. He's the butt ass naked man. I'm like, hi, Carl. <laughs> he goes, you had to get the key. You had to get the key. Oh, God, no. Yeah, and so he's got, he pushes me down on the ground, and he's like pushing my hand into the toilet, and they had something in it that was gross, like chunky. And I'm fishing around for the key, and meanwhile, he's deliberately smacking me in the cheek with his penis. <laughs> like, I hate you. I hate you. This might have been scary had I not known him. But I got the key. He throws me out, and I walk down this other corridor. Now, somewhere along the line, it was somewhere when I got hit with the water balloon where something turned in my head. I got mad at the house. Like, you fucking hurt me. You could have taken my eye out. Mm -hmm. You sons of bitches. So I've been kind of pissed off this whole time. I've been enjoying myself, but there's still this lingering thing in the back of my head. Now, I ha I'm holding this key that was in the poop, <laughs> and... I walk into this room, and there's a bed, and on the bed is a completely nude woman. Beautiful girl. And she's chained at the ankle. And she's cut, and she's bruised. And she's like, please, you gotta help me. Please, you help me. You gotta help me get out of here. Oh, my God, you have the key. Please let me out. And all of a sudden, I turned into the S part of the S&M. I'm like, really? You want this? <laughs> this key is what you want, bitch. <laughs> I just totally <laughs> turned into... <laughs> And she's like, oh, my God. It was, I felt, this is what this is actually the part that scared me, that this old part of myself came back. Nasty daddy came back. And I was like, you yeah, yeah, yeah. beg for it. You fucking beg for this key. You want to get let out. <laughs> and then I go to open up the thing, and the key doesn't work. And I feel, it doesn't fit. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I feel embarrassed, but there was some other key. <laughs> and I had to go pull out of something else that was gross. And I let her out, and she, I don't know what happened. I got attacked. I got thrown out head first. And it was, it was fun. It was fun, but I think it was so similar to last year. I was pretty much steeled for everything. Yeah. And 
Um, knowing Carlo didn't help. So uh, having going home with the, going so, home with the tampon in my pocket and his pre cum on my on my cheek. Did uh, he have a big dick? I'm not gonna say. <laughs> I want to work next year. You want to keep your job? <laughs> I'm already gonna get in trouble for talking about this, but you know what? I tell the truth here. Amen. Yeah. Can and, I, get you know, I wanted to hang out. Uh, I had my camera rolling, and I wanted to hang out and interview some people as they were coming out, but it was pelting rain by that point, and Mr. Brad was throwing up. Oh. Yeah, he wasn't feeling well to start with, but then, like, the three Cosmos he had while I was in the house didn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good. And I'm just like, you are such a 22-year-old girl right now. <laughs> Vomiting in the streets at 10 o'clock in the street. <laughs> just need a walk of shame in the morning. Uh-huh. You just need the mascara running down your cheek and maybe a broken heel. But that was pretty much the Blackout Haunted House this year. It was still a good house. I mean, I, I love what they do there. I love the um, gritty psychological nature to it. Nobody else really provides that. And it's almost an, an introspective sort of thing. It makes you find things out about yourself and your limits and, and stuff like that. And also, it's kind of hot. And you get great stories out of it. Goodness gracious. It was terrible because I, t- I told you we went, uh, Jennifer and Brad and I and her friend Sonny, we went to the steampunk haunted house last night, which is in the same area where Carlo lives. And afterwards, we went to this Bulgarian nightclub and got smashed. And after we were leaving, I told him the whole story about what happened in the bathroom there. And I'm like, Carlo is over there. We should go wake him up. We should go wake him up. And she's like, yeah. And he could, like, he could, we could watch him bang his pee pee against her face. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. And we're actually started going there like, oh, wait, no, he lives in a five-story walk-up. Nah. <laughs> Forget that. So, so, Scott, are there any good haunted attractions out in San Francisco? Well, I, I'm actually not in, I'm a little bit a little bit south of San Francisco, more towards San Jose. Oh, oh I love San I love the Winchester mystery. No, actually, I don't. Well, funny you should say that. That's where I'm going tomorrow night. I'm sure they do a great haunted house there or whatever Halloween celebration they do. It is their first year. Oh, they have to do the flashlight tour, but okay. They they have done a haunted maze in the back of the property, and it's been getting rave reviews from haunt sites. Oh, great. We're looking forward to that. But last weekend, California Great America, a little amusement park in Santa Clara. Yes. they, They do the Halloween hunt, which is the same producers who do the Not Scary Farm. And so we did not. Oh, not scary farm, not the not scary farm. No, it's down in. No, it sounded like you said like it was a farm that wasn't scary. No, it's no, not no, scary farm, but not scary farm. Got it. Got it. Okay. And it's a, it's probably the granddaddy of all haunted amusement parks in at least California. Okay. But we went up there last week, and we just had up. There were seven of us, and there were seven mazes. And oh gosh, that's a lot of mazes. Yes. Then one haunted ride, the um, Curse of the Black Widow. Ooh. I'll be your haunted ride. Ooh, I bet you will. <laughs> but it was it was a good time. The on my latest podcast, mm-hmm. I talk about the stage show that they they did, uh, "Zombies Gone Viral," which is the most god awful, atrocious piece of shit. Of course it is. It's a theme park show. Oh God, it's just it's it's painful, Patrick. You just want to double tap the zombies and get them uh-huh. out. And you, you just want to give those performers a hug afterwards. It's like I'm so sorry. It'll get no. better. It gets Other better. Other than this one dancer boy who had a hot body. Oh, I see. I want to give him a hug, a mouth hug, a special hug. His dick. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good time. Let's see here. The the mazes are they have Werewolf Canyon, and I think Clark- I saw that. That sounds like a porn. 
Well, well, it's, it's like it's a very werewolf. hairy canyon. Yeah, yeah. Werewolves <laughs> attack uh, campground. Okay. It's got a lot of ambiance, but um, but too many too many masks. Okay. Too many people in in latex masks. Rubbery I'd rather masks. Uh, matex and appliances. Mm. And Carn Evil, which is a 3D haunted house. Uh, uh, yeah, it's really badass. You put on these glasses, and the paint job is just fantastic to where everything's three-dimensional. Wow. Like, the walls are reaching out at you. That's nuts. I like that. I, yeah, I'd never seen anything like it before. I was just like totally fascinated by it. It's all the fun of shrooms without the shrooms. Exactly, yeah. Yes, well, right now. And, Not that I know, yeah. but... <laughs> and then they have Toy Factory, which is a toy factory gone bad. Yes. And it made me feel dirty because there are a, cu- a couple hot frat boys dressed up like Boy Scouts. I got some evil toys for you. Lord, I'm going, I shouldn't be getting a boner from from Boy Scout costumes. Oh, Seder. <laughs> but they're frat boys. Oh, Frat boys are delicious. Or fill me up. Frat mattress. Frat and mattress. then there was corn stalkers, which takes place like in a in a corn, corn yard. Farm. Okay. But it wasn't really they don't have a corn maze, of course, there, so they just have to prop up corn stalkers. Some some corn. Okay. Some obligatory corn. Exactly. And then they had one called Oh, and this was so sad. Club Blood, which was the vampire one. It's a uh it's a vampire nightclub and it they just missed the mark on Lots it. Lots of black leather? Uh, hardly any, actually. Oh, wow. I'm surprised. That's what all vampires wear these days if they don't sparkle. <laughs> but, yeah. Fuck that. My I vampires don't sparkle. But, yeah, I, I had a good time. My main complaint with the um, haunt is that there are so many people there that it's just a constant stream line going through the, through the mazes. Yeah. So, whereas they should, like, put them in. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I went to an attraction like that, yeah. Yeah, the poor actors don't have a chance to to reset, to think. Yeah. So, that that was my main complaint. I I went to a house like that, and it was terrible. I I just remember people were popping out of the walls, and it was always, like, four people ahead of me or four people behind me. So, I was always not seeing anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. There's no suspense to that kind of a house. There's no getting lost in a house like that so or feeling like you're lost. And then at some point, you know, the, the actors have just given up. So they're just going, boo. Blah. Yeah. So Blah. I just felt sorry for them. Yeah. I used to have an obsession with the Winchester Mystery House. I read about it when I was a kid in a Hardy Boys novel or something. And it just sounded so cool. And I read up on it and I read all this stuff about it. And I finally got to go when I was in San Francisco for a bear convention for IBR. Wolf. Yeah. I, that was another aspect of myself that I explored for a while. And, um... So I got to go, and I was just like, it was not what I imagined. I always pictured it with furniture. It has furniture. It has several pieces of furniture, but I just, I just was bleh. I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. Mm. I enjoy it. I've gone, uh, I think, three times in my life. Mm. I mainly go because it's one of the few places where I'm guaranteed to feel an unworldly presence. I, I really do feel it there. I'll make you feel an unworldly presence. <sighs> Don't you start with me, <laughs> sexy little ginger that you are. Oh, mm. stop. Hey, did I call in last year about the vampire story from the Not Scary Farm? No. You will love this story. It's one of my favorites. Me and my buddy, we used to go down to Not Scary Farm all the time. It's about a four, five-hour drive. And um, 
one year they had a haunted maze called Lair of the Vampire with a Y, you know. And we're Buffy, in it. the Slayer of the Vampires. Vampire. Vampires. <laughs> and so at one point we go into a room in What's this. It's a vampire. <laughs> I don't it's a very sexy vampire. I see. But we're into this one room, and it's all done very, very Victorian boudoir. Um, they had uh, sheer curtains that were blowing with this unseen wind, and this beautiful four-poster bed with a canopy and everything. Yes. And there are these three, and I have to admit, beautiful vampire girls. Mm-hmm. And they're all in lingerie, and their hair is all teased, very 80s style, and they're all vamped out. And I'm going, well, this is really nice. And they're like, stay with us. Stay with us. I'm like, no, no. And my buddy Chris, who's straight, is like, no, no, let's stay. I went, no, no. And they're like, why don't you? And he actually made the mistake of saying my name. Let's stay, Scott. Oh, no. So, of course, they picked up and Scott, why don't you want to stay? Don't you like us? I went, no. No, I'm gay. I like your hair. (laughs) As I'm backing out of the room, and as I'm backing out, I hit a thud. There's something behind me, and I hear this voice from up above me and to the right. Will I do? Uh, And the voice was so low it could reverberate. And I look up. You felt it more than heard it. Yeah, (laughs) Truly. I look up, and here is this hot fucking dude. Uh, he's kind of, he's got Fabio hair. It's all teased out. He's got the ripped chemise showing a ripped body. And he's like, will you stay for me? And then I went, ah! I screamed like a girl and I ran out. But as I'm running out, I can hear all of the actors just Pissing bust themselves. up. Because <laughs> it just couldn't have been more planned me, of me backing into him. And oh, God, Scott, oh. Scott. No. <laughs> He, was he must have broken their hearts. He didn't want any of them. Oh, I actually, in I'm retrospect, sure he cried all night. I, well, he is all morning, Southern depends. California, so he probably did. Yeah. But that's that's my favorite haunt story of all time. I love that story. That's a great story. Okay, sir. Well, this has been great. I think that wraps it up. So, where could people find you if they want more of you? In well, their they hopes? can find the Sater Sphere podcast on iTunes, and that's S A T Y R. S P H E R E, the Seder Sphere, or you can find us online at satersphere.blogspot.com. Fantastic. And I highly recommend the show. And thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're very welcome. I hope it's not the last time, baby. Me too. And and uh, good luck with the, uh, with the podcast. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I need it. I took my baby to a horror show. That's the only place she wants to go. She thinks that Dracula is so divine And she wants a ghost steady with a Frankenstein She's crazy about the creature from her outer space She thinks that the werewolf has the fuzziest face She's gonna have a party in the mummy's tomb And she's in love with the creature from the Black Lagoon My baby loves a horror movie My baby loves a horror movie From the Black Museum The Invisible Man And she can't even see him I better do something To get close to her Or I'll lose out to God
Godzilla or Tarantula. I gotta find somebody who can make me change into a horror monster with a face that's strange. I know that girl would have eyes for me if I look like a man from a million BC. My baby loves a horror movie. My baby loves a horror movie. My baby loves a horror movie. Hey, Zombart. I'm time. all alone in the dark, wrapped up in my bed, and uh, I have something in my mind that I just, I, I can't really relax until I talk about it a little bit. I'm not bit, really comfortable with this. i give you a ring and let you know. I'm scared. That I watched the American Horror Story tonight. Oh. Oh, yes. Uh, the show what that a relief. FX has been teasing and everything. Uh, they had a pilot episode, so I thought I'd give it a try. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to let you know that it's, Really good so far. Um, okay, good. It, <laughs> it, I was very worried about it. Yeah, so was know, I. I haven't got any good TV horror that I actually, you know, that I actually myself have gotten into in a long time. Um, but this one really just kind of worked for me. It was, it was really good from the opening credits all the way to the end. It was. Um, I, I I don't know. I was just, I was very impressed. It's basically the story is a family moves into a house and everything is weird. Um, yes. That's as far as I'm going to take it. It's so far. It seems like a haunted house. There seems like there's neighbors that are up to something. It seems like there's other characters being introduced. Um, but frankly, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah, that was and my they problem. They don't really tell you. The 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 filming style is very good in that. I guess this was done by the people from Glee. Yeah, that's my I other problem. I want to say Fringe, but I don't, I'm not sure what the other show is that they, the guy worked on. Um, but it's very um, unnerving, just the way it's it's edited, and even the op- the opening title sequence and the songs they choose. It was driving me and everything. nuts. Everything is just weird. It's yeah. like you get a sense of uh, when things are off kilter from the start. And the movie doesn't, uh, I'm calling it a movie, it's a TV show. The TV show doesn't even have, like, a build-up. Like, from the beginning, it's crazy shit happening, and crazy shit happens throughout. There's no, like, getting to know the family type thing. It's like, as soon as they move in, you know, all all rules kind of disappear, and people are seeing things they're not seeing, and things are appearing, and uh, people are... Uh, having sex with weird things, and I, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, FX did good. It's creepy. It looks like it has got a lot of potential. It's rough. I mean, it's it's bloody. There's nudity. There's lots of cursing. It's almost like an animated movie. Um, so I'm very excited to see how far it goes. And I would okay. just recommend everyone check it out, support it, and hopefully it'll get a full season in I don't know if it's supposed to be an arc for one season or what. But I don't know how they're going to sustain it's it. good. I'm hooked, and you should be too. That's it. How Welcome dare you? Yeah. Good, night, boss good night, everybody. Yeah, goodbye. God. Okay, now, some of you might remember that I mentioned that Zombard had called this in last week, but since the show was running long, and it, well, anyway, I just put it off till this week, and I'm glad I did, because I would have had a very different response to this call than I have right now, because based on the pilot episode alone, I hated this show. I hated it. It was like they just kept throwing shit in a blender. And I was talking to my my infamous friend Owen, who many of you think don't exist, that, um... <sighs> 
It seemed like it was there were like, people who don't know anything about horror making a horror story. So we we're just going to throw everything that's scary at you and not have any connection and even try to make any connection. And at the end of it, I said, I don't know about this. I don't think I like this at all. But I'm going to give it a couple of more shows. And the next few shows, I was a little less apprehensive, but still pretty apprehensive, mainly because they kept stealing things from other horror movies, not just referencing them, but blat- blatant stealing of them, like the Psycho theme in the flashback to the 60s. It wasn't like the girl was watching Psycho on the, mo- on the TV when the attack was happening. No, all of a sudden they're playing the Psycho theme. And when you do stuff like that, when you're referencing a movie blatantly that is a classic or superior film to anything you're possibly going to put out you're making me think of something better than what you're doing and that's usually not a good idea just keep me keep me in your world don't take me out of it and it feels like pandering if it's not done right and that felt like pandering and plus that whole 60 sequence was a complete ripoff of the true life story of the richard speck murders they could have changed a couple of details. Why did they have to be nurses? They could have just been college students. They could have been dental hygienists. I don't care. But it's stuff like that. It just was getting to me. And, and the nudity just seemed forced. I'm like, did he really? Not that I'm complaining about seeing Dylan McDermott naked because woof. But did he really need to be naked five times in the pilot episode alone? And just the profanity too. Every time they got to... Every still, every time they get to something profane, they put like they put it in bullface italics. It's like, well, I'm not gonna take any more of your shit. We just said that on TV. However, I'm talking about what I don't what I don't like about it. How the last two episodes have turned it around for me. I things are starting to gel, which was my problem. Just saying, you're just throwing loose things at me and expecting me to care, and I don't care because you didn't give me any characters, and you're just throwing feces at them basically like 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 the nightmare haunted house but uh it's settled down and i'm starting to enjoy it more my problem with it now is that i don't know how it's going to sustain itself because you're telling us everything about the history of the house and without a whole lot of retrofitting i'm afraid it's going to turn into lost or twin peaks or something like that but so far i'm on board mr brad is not sold However, he keeps looking at me going, you tell me you are going to watch this. You're going to get disappointed. And I, I, I'm still not sure he might not be right. I mean, saying that he is, he, he still could be right is what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm saying. God damn it. Next call. Hi. Hi. I just listened to this new podcast called Drama Queens. It was, it was very good, entertaining, but yes, there, there appeared to be something missing. Yes. I don't know what it was, though. This is creepy. What could it have been? I... Oh. Hmm. Okay, that was freaking me out for a split second until I figured out who that was. That was my mysterious friend, Owen, the one I'm always talking about. Not Mr. Owen. From And then there were none, as many of you seem to think he is. Nope, Mr. Owen Robinson, world... Robertson, world-famous playwright and lyricist and supposed to be the first guest star on the Drama Queens podcast. But uh, see what happened? I recorded with him first and we did a review of this off-Broadway show called Sons of the Prophet. 
But uh, when I spoke to the casting director whose idea this all was anyway, he really wanted to hear about Sleep No More because it was closing really soon, allegedly. It's apparently been extended through April, but at the time it was supposed to close November 4th, so there was a sudden deadline. So, Owen, you were slated for episode two. And talk about drama queens. Good lord, could you have sounded more pathetic and lost? I don't know what was missing. Uh, what could it have been? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was my fault. I should have told you. And now it's out there on the interwebs forever. I'm a horrible person. And Owen is... Perfect! Thank you, Bradford. Perfect. Patrick! Yes. Hey, man, it's Jay. I haven't called in a while. Jay Downloaded Drama Queens episode number one. Yes. I haven't had a chance to hear that one yet, but I will be checking it out soon. I'm very excited about it. Liar. Hey, man, last show, and uh, I'm not uh, not complaining or anything at risk of getting Patrick beat down. But I kind of thought you guys might talk about the thing prequel, and you didn't. So no. uh, that's cool. Hope uh, if you're into it, you got a chance to go see it. I was very pleased with it. Uh, nowhere near as good as the 82, and no, I know no, a lot of people be. are saying, well, the end gets a little too. Yeah, the end, the last few minutes get a little, little sigh, which is great for me, but not for everybody. Uh, aside from that, though, everything you've probably heard up to this point seems to be pretty true. It, it uh, You could easily sit down when this comes out on DVD and watch them back-to-back, and they would sync up rather nicely. The guys okay. who wrote it did a, a fantastic job of well, that's good to hear. Carpenter one, and... Um, and picking the scenes from the Norwegian camp out and, and making them fit into the storyline in a way that made sense. It wasn't ridiculous. So I would like to see more people do this. And for those of you out there who are confused, it is a prequel. I mean, yeah, the question comes to mind, why call it The Thing if it's not a remake? Why call it but The Thing if it's not a remake? Thing, what the hell would you call it that would make sense? The Thing 2 sounds stupid. Uh, I think they should have just called it Thing, or better yet, Thang. Uh, Thang would have been awesome. Now, uh, on uh, Facebook. But Thing, maybe, I don't know. I heard somebody say, what are they going to call the next one if they make it Things? Um, but, yeah, I mean, the thing made sense, I think. It's still about the same thing, right? I'm getting sick of saying that. Stop uh, talking about your thing. I don't want to hear about your uh, thing. Privilege of getting to watch... Stu is calling me. That's son of a bitch. Fucking A. Well, I hate Stu. No, I don't. I uh, got to watch uh, Attack the Block. Yes. The, the uh, I believe it's Nick Frost. Anyway, it's yes, the it uh, British film. Uh, I think it's Nick Frost. I don't, I don't know. I think it is. Though. Anyway, it's the British film. Uh, it was getting some attention. It's about uh, a group of uh, thuggish teen dudes who live on, in this little block neighborhood. And uh, these aliens start crashing there one night and uh, are trying to eat them. Those dicks. And I really enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a good flick, a lot of fun. There were there were parts in it where I had questions like, why are the aliens doing this? And then they answered it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, which I thought was really good. Because that's what aliens do, uh, I dude. I really kind of dug the alien design. Not much to them because you don't really see much. Well, that always uh, works. They're just these brown or black furry racist they call them gorilla bears or something like that hot which they kind of are they just sort of run uh, like that and all you see is black fur but what's really cool about them is their teeth glow blue 
and uh, oh, never bothered it, to explain that. I guess they don't have to. They don't have but, to. Uh, it's really cool because every time they growl, that's all you really see coming through the, the, the darkness is this blue glowing heat coming at them. Anyway, scary. it was a fun flick. Uh, a little silly, not Shaun of the Dead-like, so mm. don't be looking for that kind of comedy. But I would never. But it definitely had its silly points. I really enjoyed it. And uh, for a monster movie, I think anybody who likes that sort of thing should check it out. Uh, that's it on the movie front. Dude, still loving the show. Yay, thank you. Probably one of my favorite horror podcasts. I hope everybody went and voted for it. Um, Uh, yeah. It should have been in more than just one field, but I voted for it multiple times anyway. Thank you. And I hope everybody else did. Dude, can't wait to see you guys. Uh, Horror Hound. Yes. You guys in like a month. Yes. fun. In our bathing suits. Uh, until then, guys, you know, you and Mr. Brad... We love you guys, so keep doing what you do. Stay awesome, and we'll be soon. Later. Bye, buddy. Jay Emmett, I heart you. I heart you so hard. Well, okay, that didn't really... Yeah, it did come out right. Just deal with it! Okay. Lots to talk about here. The thing, I just didn't get around to it. You know, Halloween... October is a rough month for the horror podcast. There are lots of things to do, lots of things to attend, lots of things to... Because I had a lot of shit to do, and on top of that, I got rehearsals. On top of that, I went back to my show, and on top of that, there was all this voting crap, so I had to be whoring myself out all the time, and the thing just slipped through my fingertips. And from what I was hearing, I didn't, it wasn't a must-see. And by the time I had the time to go see it, it had gone out of the theaters here, so it sucks to be me. It sucks to be me. And that's all I can say. I, I don't know what they would call a sequel to it. Another thing. No, I got nothing. All right, um, Attack the Block, I've heard nothing but good stuff about. And actually, Zombart called in with that, a review of that, about a month ago. And I've had that on the back burner, waiting for it to come out on DVD. Because I know it wasn't in wide release. And he probably, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but he probably spoiled the shit out of it. Because he just can't control himself. And remember, it's not mean. What I say is not mean, if it's true. So there. Anyway, um... It sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I know it just got released on DVD, so I was planning on playing Zombart's Call this week, but he already has two calls in the show this week. And you know what? I've only got so much goddamn bandwidth. You know what I mean, Jay? Of course you do. Um, and Blue Teeth, that does sound scary. And that just reminded me, you know, I don't know if they did this when you were a kid, but when I was a kid and they were teaching dental hygiene, maybe once a year they'd have some dude come in from the toothpaste companies and they'd give you these... You know, they talk about dental hygiene. They give everybody a toothbrush and toothpaste and this little red pill. And the idea was you'd go and brush your teeth as well as you could. And then you would chew this pill, which had red dye in it. It stuck to all the places that you missed. And you could see how poorly you were brushing your teeth. They probably stopped doing it because those pills were you know, laced with red dye number three. And we're probably all going to grow seven heads now. But um, maybe they had those in space. Or maybe they... We're eating Smurfs. Or maybe they had sperm on their teeth and they were walking around in blacklight. Like on CSI. That was vile. And vile is what I'm good at. Thanks for calling, Jay. Hello there, Patrick. This is Drusilla. Oh, Drusilla, my love. I'm calling in. Yay! And I have to say thank you, a very belated thank you, for uh, sending me my winning copy of All About Evil, because oh, when I got that, it was welcome, the Pinkle. day that uh, the 
uh, we had that blizzard last year, or earlier this year, rather. And I sat there and watched that and some Netflix and some other stuff. Oh, and I really enjoyed Scream Queens, Netflix not so much. Um, anyway, yeah, this is my first time Ooh. calling in, so it's time for the little bling, 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 bling noises. And oh, really? I'm sorry I didn't call sooner. And you probably don't even remember talking about this, but they're lesbians, identical lesbians. Okay, have a nice day. Bye-bye. Of course I remember that. It's a work of genius. God. Thank you for finally calling in, Drusilla. Like uh, Dear Abby says, there's never, there's no such thing as a late thank you note. So, you're welcome. But just because, you know, you, you tell me I'm going to play those little jingle sounds just because you're a first-time caller, I'm not going to because you're not a first-time caller, honey. But what you are is a big, fat, smart ass! Yay! And you know what? I'm sorry you don't like Netflix anymore. I understand they screwed a lot of people over, but I want you all to understand something. Without Netflix, I don't have a podcast. I don't know where I would find these movies without them, so please don't make them go away. We don't have Redbox in New York City. So for me, cut them some slack, but don't cut the cheese. That I, I, Junior high. I'm in junior high. I'm in... I'm in Hey, Patrick, this is Hunter from uh, down south. Hunter! Area. I wanted to call and... Uh, it's a home week! You. I think I got the notice on the Tucker and Dale versus Evil movie from uh, one of your shows. Yes. Um, I got a chance to see it, and it was fantastic. Great. Uh, appreciate the... Let me know about it and all. Uh, You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's quite a good movie, and it's a nice twist on a fairly standard uh, plot. Uh but uh, y'all have a good one. I will talk to you later. Short and sweet and to the point, and that is just the way I like it. Thank you for calling, Hunter. I've been worried about you. You big old bear of a man, you. And I am very glad you like Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. I think it is a shame that a movie that good cannot get a decent release. And like so many independent films, it's just a sad state of affairs. And the fact that I even struggled to get a DVD. You know what? I'm not getting into this. I'm glad you had a great time. I hope the rest of you are paying attention and go check it out and let me know what you think. See, I can be short and sweet and to the point, too. Meh. Hey, Patrick. It's Tom Barton. I'm here with my girlfriend, Danny. Hey. Say hi, Danny. Danny. Hi, Patrick. Hi. Hi, baby. We just came out of the uh, screening of Paranormal Activity 3. Ooh. So we give, uh, give our thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for one, thought it was an improvement over the second one. Good. As you know, I think I talked to you last year. Yeah, and at I length. about the second one rather a lot, so I was kind of bored by it. Yeah, floating baby. Um, but yeah, this one was good. It, they, they, the spit it out. all over my words. <laughs> they, they do the whole thing with the little girls when they're kids, and that they allude to in the second one. And say, mm-hmm. oh, remember that when we were kids, and there was some strange stuff that went on. Well, this is the strange stuff, and. The story is the same as the previous movies. There's homages to the original stuff with, like, people standing still and, like, time passing, and they do the time-lapse camera kind of thing. Yep. I don't know. Uh, we're driving through D.C., and strange noises all around us. I might be, uh, uh-huh. feeling a little bit from the movie here still. We're still kind of on uh, on edge about it. Great, so you're driving, <laughs> you're on the phone I'm and running. I'm trying to get us hit by cars. Good. I'm not getting us hit by cars. You almost did. He was 
was driving very fast. You were driving on the wrong side of the road. I was turning left. This is it's good stuff. Coming I love you. I'm anyway, on Danny's side. Anyway, <laughs> Danny's I'm right. I'm going to dearly for taking Danny to this movie tonight because it was, in fact, very scary. Uh-huh. Um, it gets the Zombard seal of approval. I, I, there is a tie into the first two movies, and it's kind of, eh, it's, I wouldn't say it's a, it's a, it's a great thing, and it's kind of one of those things where, like, you see it, you see it coming pretty strong. Um, I usually like that. But, you know, mm. it's, that's not the point. The point is that you want to see things fly around, and things jump out, and invisible people, and you get lots of that. Yes, you do. The whole movie is basically tension, 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 jump scare. Just over and over and over until you're just numb with it. And there's, like, people playing with the cameras, and there's all kinds of nuttiness going on. So you never know exactly when something's going to jump out. But I do want to say, because... I noticed it again. Last year I complained a lot about the oh God, the commercial having lots of stuff in the trailers that wasn't in the movie, mm. and same thing this time. It's basically, I'd say, 98% of the trailer is not in the movie. So, where am I going? You're staying on I'm staying on 29. You're crashing okay. into an abutment. Thank you, babe. Um, so, yeah, anyone that went in wanting to see... All that stuff. It looked like there was an exorcism and the Bloody Mary in the mirror. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, th- um, mm-hmm. there is good stuff in the movie. It's still a good movie, but it, I, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't get to see that stuff. Where? Sh- it, it is what it is. Where? So, uh, have any thoughts on it, honey? Anything you want to say? I, for one, would still be scared regardless of whether or not stuff in the trailer was in there. Thank oh, you. Pretty, you got me pretty good, but. Yeah, she, she clawed me in the face at one point. Good. Do it now, then. <laughs> Do it. Uh, it's, it's so weird hearing you say Zombar. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Hi, we're still here. But yeah, I think we both said it's very scary. Go see it. It's it's, it's worth it. And uh, it, it, it's would you say it's worse than Insidious or better? Because that was the last scary movie oh. put together. That's a good question. I don't know. You know, both got me pretty good. I think this one was scarier. I think it was, too. Insidious had some campy moments, but... Yep, well, that's the review. I'm going to cut it short, so I will talk at you later. Who are you? What have you done with Zombard? Cut it short? April Fool's Day already? Not that I'm wishing ill on either one of them, but just realize, listeners, that if Zombart and Danny get into a car accident and are horribly, horribly mangled and killed, we'll have a found footage movie right here. This call is going to be worth a fortune. I'll be selling it to all the news stations and I will own made-for-TV movie rights and I will be on the cover of Us Magazine Weekly saying that I received the tragic final call. I'll probably wind up in jail because I told Danny to claw Zombart's face. So if they pull his body out of the records and he's got any claw marks on his face, it's going to be tra- like traced back to me. Thanks a lot, Danny. God. Anyway, I'm glad you like Paranormal Activity 3. I'm sorry you can't get over this whole commercial thing. Now, this one is different, as you said, because almost nothing from the trailer is in the commercial. Now, I was a little bit disappointed because the, the Bloody Mary scene in the commercial was very scary. However, I kind of like that almost nothing 
and the trailer was in there because nothing had been spoiled. Sure, I was waiting for that another, you know, they did have a Bloody Mary scene in the movie, but I was waiting for a second one. And when it didn't come, I was a little bit disappointed because it was scary. However, given the trend lately of having the big final moment in every trailer, you know, the big shocking reveal in every trailer, I mean, Dreamhouse actually had the big twist in the trailer. I would rather see something like this, something that just wets your whistle for what for what's what you're gonna get, rather than which feeds you everything on a on a on a on a spoon, and then takes your 15 bucks anyway to feed you what you already ate, like a mama bird puking up the worm that she just ate so that her babies can eat it. Just no, that really doesn't work as a metaphor at all. But you know what? Fuck you. I never metaphor. <laughs> I never metaphor. I didn't like anyway. But I'm bum. I did like it too. Mr. Brad and I went to see it. I don't know if I talked about it earlier on the show because I am overloading. Right now, I'm recording everything out of order as always. And it's been a pressure cooker today. And I'm behind schedule. And things are working and not working. and never, Everything is crazy is what I'm trying to say. But Mr. Brad went out, went out to see it. And we had a great time. And we jumped and we laughed and we giggled. And uh, Brad peed a little bit. And all was well with the world. Uh, I also appreciated that it had a bit of a Ghost Watch vibe. You know, the BBC thing that got banned? For some reason, it was reminding me of Pipes. Maybe because, you know, the Ghost Pipes from that. Maybe because Pipes had a little room, too. And I don't know. I liked it. I You know, people talk about the big twist at the end or the big shock reveal at the end. Like, that just came out of nowhere. That was like The Last Exorcist. I said, were you paying attention to the last two movies? This has been completely set up completely set up and expanded upon so shut your pie hole people are like oh, the house didn't burn down why didn't the house burn down i said well maybe the house didn't burn down maybe they just told the girls that the house burned down i don't know i don't care i was very happy with everything and if you don't like it you could suck my butt twice on sundays oh look it's sunday right now get busy i'll wait no i won't next call Hey, Patrick, this is Chad from Boston, and Hi, I just wanted to say hey, <gasps> and my partner and I, just, uh, partner David, and I just discovered you, and or your podcast, Yay. and uh, we've only listened to like a couple episodes, but we're new subscribers, Yay. and I want to say love the show. So, Thank you. Thank um, you. Love having you here. We're both huge horror fans, and we're so excited to find like a gay-friendly podcast that also loves horror. So, Thank yay. you. That was the whole um, point. And also heard in your last episode that you're in the New York City Game Men's Chorus, mm-hmm. and I'm in the Boston Game Men's Chorus. So, oh, hey, well, we get to see you at the Gala Festival in Denver next summer. That'd be I, awesome. I'm, mm. So, anyways, um, not that I'm a stalker or anything. Um, what? Oh, okay. I wanted to look up that movie undocumented. <laughs> that review sounded really awesome, and hopefully it's online, and we can find it. Uh, we are huge Walking Dead fans, and... Haven't heard oh, you guys talk okay. about that much yet, but maybe you did in previous episodes. But um, loving the new season. Well, that surprise of the kid getting shot last week like really took us for a loop. Spoiler. Um, should I have said spoiler alert? Just, uh, okay. Spoiler fired. alert. You're fired. Last 30 seconds. Well, whatever. <laughs> and um, we're also uh, huge Dexter fans. We've watched Love it the Dexter. day one. Um not a huge fan yet, not really buying into the new season this year, but we're mm. going to give it a chance. Besides, it has one of my favorite actors, Edward James Olmos, otherwise known James as Pineapple um, Love him from Battlestar Galactica, so sure. I have to watch that. And 
I'm also curious, do you ever watch, like, classic horror? Or, or you know, not 1930s classic horror, but, like, 1950s? Because I'm on a hammer horror kick right now. Never saw any of them, and I'm trying to work my way through oh my them. God. And they're kind of cool. I didn't know if you'd ever seen them or talk yes. about them. Okay, we got to talk. We got to talk, girl. The Hammer Horror Series, and gosh, am I rambling? I'm sorry. No! So I just wanted to say hey, and loving the show, and we are looking forward to future podcasts. Okay, this is Chad from Boston saying bye! Okay, Chad, I am so happy to have you and David on board because you are the people I made this podcast for in the first place. Because if you go back and listen all the way back to the very short episode one where I talked about my, I don't know, my business plan for what I had in store for the future, I said, you know, as a gay man, I never found these groups of gay people who are just loving horror and they all go to horror together. No, I never found these people, so I put out the signal for other people who are feeling lonely in the back row of the horror movie double feature. And that just sounded really creepy, but you know what? Fuck it. The world is a creepy place, and so am I. Um, but yeah, so I'm thrilled that you are my target demographic, but also that you're first-time callers! Yay! And your fellow Coreens as well. What a small world. Um, yeah, I don't know about Gala yet. I would love to go, but there's a you know the money issue. I mean, if I hit the lottery or get a commercial gig between then and now, I would love to go. And you know Boston's not that far away, FYI. So you know. Mr. Bradford and I are always talking about getting a weekend away somewhere, so maybe it'll be Boston. Maybe we can go for cocktails. Oh, The Walking Dead. Um, wait, let me backtrack. Uh, Undocumented, I have actually been in touch with the director of Undocumented, a man named Chris Peckover, because he found out about the review that I did on the show, and he was really impressed by it, and he forwarded it to all the people in the cast and the crew and stuff, which was very, very nice, and... Um, but I asked them. It's been causing a lot of stir among you guys out there, and you know they really want my listeners really want to see it. Is there a DVD release plan? And he told me that aside from being on Time Warner Cable and I think Comcast pay per view, he said that he recorded the um, what do you call it uh, the, 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 the director's commentary about a month ago. So hopefully within the next two months, Undocumented will be hitting the video store shelves. So yay for that. Walking Dead. Uh, I don't usually cover Walking Dead. Uh, I'll tell you why. A, zombies, well, I do enjoy the show. Zombies are not my favorite genre, and there's another podcast run by my friend Brother D called Mail Order Zombie, and he is the expert on everything zombie. And uh, if you really want an in-depth look at this show, you should probably go and listen to him because he's not going to say I'm not going to say anything that he hasn't already said. And he'll say it more intelligently than I would because I'll make some dick jokes or, or something or start singing show tunes and Brother D would never, ever do something like that. Zombies are very serious. Um, also, it's just been hard for me to watch this year because I don't know how long you've been listening, but my sister passed away at the beginning of uh, September this year and as a result, zombies are not really working for me because I've been seeing pictures in the stores, you know, in the costume section, you know, rotting corpses and I start getting morbid thoughts like, I wonder what Teresa is looking like now. Is that what she'd look like if she came back now? So zombies are a little too real for me. But Dexter, on the other hand, I have loved Dexter since the beginning as well. And uh, I don't have Showtime anymore, so I've only seen the first season, and I did think it got a little heavy-handed. 
that clearly he's going on a spiritual journey, but that's fine. But they just kept, you know, punching me in the face with it. I got it. I got it. I heard they lost their head writer, so, you know, that probably would be why the writing tone has changed. And Hammer House of Horror, I love the Hammer House of Horror. A farer is what I just said. Mr. Bradford and I are, went through the exact same thing you're going through now last Halloween because we started taping them all on the, on the DVR when TMC was running them. You know, back to back to back to back. All the Dracula movies and the Frankenstein movies and those off ones. Not the off ones, but the random ones like the, uh, the, the, the Gorgon and uh, the Reptile and stuff like that. And we had a ball watching them. I haven't talked about them because every other horror podcast has talked them to death. And I don't know what else I can say about them. You know, maybe I will, you know, uh, jump on the bandwagon someday with my unique point of view. But I just feel like right now it's been done to death. And with so much new stuff coming down the pike that's uh, that I'm on the you know always keeping an eye out for, eh, it's hard to keep the eyes in both directions because I'm not that girl who used to be on the you know what is it called the 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 Bachelorette. Who used to be on The Bachelor, you know, when the guy who was the pilot was on it, you know, who they always make fun of on The Soup, who was always looking, you know, who could see around corners. Because for, anyway, that's when I, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. So it's time to end the show, goddammit. Here's the puppy. Wrap it up. Anyway, I want to thank all of you for spending Halloween with us, me and Mr. Brad. And I want to give a huge thank you to everybody who called in this week. Now, here's the thing. I put out a call on Facebook. At some point, say, hey, anybody who has any thoughts about Paranormal Activity 3 or any Haunted House attractions that you want to talk about, please call. And, oh boy, did you guys respond. And it was great, but the show's already at two hours. So, and plus I have another Haunted House to talk about next week. So, if you didn't hear yourself tonight, I apologize, but you will be on next week. God damn it. And it made me feel all tingly that y'all showed up like that. Uh... And hey, if the rest of you want to be like these cool people, you could give me a call at 347-767-3509. Or you could be fancy and write me at crew at screamqueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. You can like me on Facebook, you could follow me on Twitter, or you could just do a little pumpkin dance. Whatever that means to you. So next time, like I said, I'm going to be talking about the Steampunk Haunted House, but I got some movies backed up as well. I think the crapshoot is going to take a look at Bikini Girls on Ice. I was going to talk about it this week, but it really wasn't worth stretching the show out any longer than it is. And uh, I think I'm finally going to catch up on Troll Hunter. Since all of you have been raving about it, I think it is time to finally sit my ass and go to Norway on the couch. Shut up, I'm really tired now. And hey, on the advice of my listeners, particularly my friend from Huntington, Long Island, I'm playing Dead Island. I don't get it. So if any of you are on the Xbox and can explain to me why this game is so neat, I would love to have your assistance because I feel like I'm getting left out in the cold or missing something. Anyway, Red Menace NYC is where you find me. And, uh, I don't know what else to say about that. So, you know what, Patrick? I've been babbling. So, until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, Boy, I cannot believe you had the nerve to dress up as me for Halloween! <laughs> well done. Ooh, I hope they crap their pants. Bye! Bye!